Hey friends, this is Terry with the Women of Wine Country Show, a podcast for women where we discuss women, wine, business, family, friendships, and all the things that go into good living. Welcome and let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this podcast, welcome to the Women of Wine Country Show. I am your host, Terry Wells Brown, aka T. Wells Brown. I write under that pen name. I have a romantic suspense thriller series out, Women of Wine Country. And I also have a fantasy series, Earth Magic. It is a modern fantasy based in this world where the supernatural live all around us and we don't even know it. Uh, we just launched a new series, The Sisters of Sin, which is a sexy thriller, and I collaborate with five other authors from around the world. My book, Vanity, was the first release, and it released June 5th. The second book, Greed, is coming out by our amazing D.A. Nelson. She's a Scots author, and she is, I love her writing. It is, you're going to love that book. It comes out July 5th. So we are rocking and rolling, getting back to who we were before the world burned down. I think this podcast is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. I say that and then I'll ramble on, you know. <laughs> but um, today I want to talk about who you are versus how others see you. This is something that's come up with me um, since I began writing because imposter syndrome is so rampant in the writer's community. It is with all creatives. So it's that artist who keeps keeps painting and painting and painting and painting the same portrait that was done, you know, weeks ago because it never looks good enough. And what does that mean? So I was having a conversation with one of my dear friends, Donna. She has been just a blessing to me in my life and the new career path I've chosen. But more than just helping me with my book, she's become somebody that I have a real kinship with and friendship with and just feel completely bonded to her. You know, every now and then you run into those people in your life and you get to a certain age, hopefully, where you're able to identify those people and just how well you fit together and um, just hang on to them. Just hang on to them. It's important. Those people are so necessary. She helps me be a better person. She helps me be a better woman. She helps me be a better writer. So she's actually the one that got me started thinking about this whole kind of question. Who are you versus how others see you? I was having a discussion with her and a couple of other girlfriends about imposter syndrome. And, you know, some of the things that's happened for me during my writing career um, that have been these incredible opportunities and... I didn't feel worthy of them. I didn't feel like I'd written enough books. My books weren't good enough. I wasn't selling enough. I hadn't done enough. I'm not big enough. There, I don't have a big enough audience. You know, just all the reasons why I'm not good enough for these things that are happening for me, to me, you know, with me. And she said, we all, she pointed to all of our friends that were around us, think you're worthy of these things. We all see your worth. We all know that you, how hard you work to get where you are. 
We see it every single day. You need to trust our vision in you over your vision in you of you until your vision of you matches ours or surpasses it. And I was like, wow, I don't, I don't really know how to do that, but I want to do that. That sounds amazing. And so this woman committed to waking up every single day and texting me that, that I am a strong, beautiful woman and I need to trust in the vision that my friends have in me over my vision until I can um, see it for myself. Let me see if I can pull it up and I'll read it to you guys. It's really, it's really big. It's powerful. Every day she has not missed a day. This is it. I am a strong, talented, beautiful woman. I deserve all the good that comes my way because I have worked for it and will continue to do so. Others believe in me because they see what I don't. I choose their, I choose to believe their vision. I can and I will do this. And then she moves on to, this is something she added later. I will take great care of myself because I need to be my healthiest to be my best and give my best. What will I do today for me that will make me healthier? And that came about because I had gotten so sick. I have a tendency to work myself to death, literally. I work, 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 and then I get sick. I did find out recently that I'm a Phoenix type archetype successful writer <clears throat> and what that means is and it makes perfect sense I had been calling myself a binge liver I binge things I do them my my focused goal I do it until it's completely done and then I I move on to the next thing but um, I literally binge that one thing until it's done I think it's just done done right and um, and, and I think that that's why I'm able to get as much done with my life as I am is because I'm not, I can make myself not be distracted. Um, distraction is like the devil's tool, let me tell you, especially for a writer or any creative. But, um, uh, but anyway, so, so she started sending me these, um, these, these text messages every single morning and I made myself read them. And at first I was like, Oh, I don't even can't even read this. It gave me anxiety. But then I moved into the more I read them, I did see their vision in me. And now I kind of feel like um, they've given me the strength to push my vision even further so I could have my goals reached further up so I have something to work towards. Um, and so what I was starting to tell you is I have um, learned that I am what's called a phoenix, a phoenix successful writer archetype. And that means that I flame strong and bright and fly hard and get my things done. But then I need to flame out. I need to fall into ashes, rest, gather my strength so that I can reemerge. And so that I can do it all over again. And that was the key part I was missing was the flame out. I would just move on to the next thing. I did not give myself the creative. I did not give myself the time to rejuvenate the creative energy I needed. And so learning that, I just learned that like last week, 
learning that has been such an eye opener for me. And so now I'm restructuring everything. I'm restructuring how I'm writing. I'm restructuring how I'm marketing. I'm restructuring how I'm doing everything to accommodate that archetype, that Phoenix archetype. And since now that I know that's what I am and that I need that flame out time is more important than the high quality work time, that ashes time for me is the most important. I cannot reemerge strong and brand new without it. And I had been fighting it my entire life. So now, so now I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> I just learned this the last couple of weeks, so. I'm in the process right now of restructuring everything, um, but, um, you know, I'll have to see when I focus on the next big thing and allow myself the burnout time, the flame out time. I call it burnout flame out. It's a difference um, so that I can reemerge. I can totally see it, though. It makes all the sense in the world. Anyway, so let's go back to how others see us versus how you see yourself. If you have goals and you don't think that you're worthy of obtaining them, I want you to surround yourself by people who believe in you. People who believe in your goals. They don't even need to know what your goals are. They just need to offer you their strength. Offer you their vision of yourself that will force you to live up to it. And I mean this in all the positive ways. I'm not talking about anybody who's requiring somebody to operate at a function that's not healthy for them. I'm talking about somebody who can't get out of their own way because they have imposter syndrome or self-doubt or an, like me, an inner voice telling them how little they are and how little they matter and how big they think they are and they're too big for their britches. That goes in my head over and over and over again. My mother was a wonderful woman. I miss her very, very much. But she had many times where I that you're too you think you're too big for your britches. You think you're better than you are. Those kinds of comments were said to me, probably mostly when I got into my teenage years and I was too big for my britches. But nonetheless, those comments stuck with me, and that's the voices in my head. That's the voice. You, you who do you think you are? You're too big for your britches. You know, nobody wants to hear what you have to say, you know, that kind of thing. And that's the dialogue in my head. But because of my relationship with Donna, that has changing. Has it changed overnight? Absolutely not. But it is changing. And I am starting to counter the talk, the voice in my head that says those things to me with a voice in my head that counters it and says, you're not too big for your britches. You're as big as you want to be. You will always find britches to fit. Some people do want to hear what you have to say. You just need to find those people. You can do anything you want. So there's a lot of these kinds of things that I'm doing now for myself. So I want to encourage you, especially my creative women, my creative friends. We are the worst we are the hardest on ourselves. Find your audience, even if it's just one little person who believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And they don't even need to know all your goals. They just need to know you. 
and use their vision to get you where you need to go. It's a powerful tool. I argue it's more powerful than anything we can come up with ourselves. If you find that person who thinks the world of you or at least supports you and wants you to reach your best, it doesn't even really matter what they think of you. They just want you to reach your level of success, what that looks like for you. Use their vision. Use their vision. If they can see you there, ride their coattails till you can see you there. It's what we all need. So that's it. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. Now, finding that person, developing that relationship, that's not so easy. It took me 56 years to find Donna. And she's done in the last few months what a lifetime. It took a lifetime to build up. Everybody needs a Donna, but you can't have mine. <laughs> I hope everybody that listened to this enjoys this podcast. I hope that this episode brought somebody a nugget that they could take with and run. Uh, I hope my creative women are living their best lives. You know what? Get out there. Live. Be the best you you can be. Do it for yourself. And when you don't have the vision to do it, rely on your people. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's an, an, a parent. Everybody has somebody who believes in them. Everybody. Look around. You might be surprised. So, I want to hear about it. Tell me how this affected you. I'd love to, love to know. And until then, stay safe, stay sane, and I will see you later. Bye-bye for now. ladies, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a big favor. Go subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave a review. It helps so much getting the podcast sponsors and guests that everybody will enjoy. Thank you so much again, and I'm honored that you joined us. Have a blessed day.